Local Anesthetic Agents The History Residents in the high mountain country of Peru chewed on a leaf that gave them a feeling of well-being and freed them from the pain associated with their work. This leaf was erythoxylin coca. In 1860, a white alkaloid powder was isolated from the leaves by Albert Nyman, a chemist. This powder was cocaine and was used as the first local anesthetic. It was first used in dentistry in 1884 by Dr. R.J. Hall. But as you know, there are other effects of cocaine that are not desirable for pain control, such as high toxicity. Additionally, it is addictive. In 1904, Dr. Einhorn introduced a non-addictive synthetic derivative of cocaine, and it was named procaine, which is an ester, that produced local anesthesia without addiction. Desirable characteristics. Local anesthetic agents are by far the most frequently used drug in the oral health care setting. Unlike general anesthesia, consciousness is retained and there are fewer adverse effects. The ideal local anesthetic agent should possess the following properties. Potent anesthesia, reversible local anesthesia, absence of local reactions, systemic reactions, and allergic reactions. It should have a rapid onset with a satisfactory duration, provide adequate tissue penetration, be of low cost, stable in solution, and have ease of metabolism and excretion. The chemistry. All local anesthetic drugs are weak organic bases. They are amines, which are poorly soluble and relatively unstable in water. Local anesthetics used in dentistry are either an ester or an amide chemical structure. Local anesthetics are composed of three major components. The aromatic nucleus or is lipophilic or lipid soluble. The linkage, which is either an ester or an amide, followed by an aliphatic chain and an amino group which is hydrophilic or water soluble. The intermediate chain linkage determines whether an agent is an ester or an amide and amides are the most frequently used local anesthetic in dentistry. Allergies to local anesthetic agents. Allergies to ester compounds are well documented. When an individual is allergic to one ester, it is highly likely that they are allergic to other esters. As for amides, a verifiable occurrence of allergy is virtually non-existent. If a patient reports an allergy to local anesthesia, it is very important to identify the particular drug and the chemical group. Amides have been used almost exclusively since mid-1960s. Determining the approximate date might give insight to the chemical group. Additionally, it is equally important to obtain the signs and symptoms that occurred during the reaction. Often the reaction experienced is an anxiety response rather than an allergic reaction. In the latter case, it may be advisable to use additional relaxation techniques while giving credence to the report of allergy. When the offensive agent is identified, selecting an unrelated agent is advised. 
The Mechanism of Action To understand how local anesthetic agents work, it is first necessary to understand how the nerve conducts a sensation such as pain. It would be helpful to review the nerve synapse animation. A resting nerve fiber has a large number of positive ions or cations on the outside and a large number of negative ions anions inside the fiber. As described in the animation, when a stimulus is applied, an action potential initiates the opening of the sodium channels and an influx of sodium ions enter the cell, which is known as depolarization. Local anesthetic agents attach themselves to specific receptors in the nerve membrane, decreasing the permeability of the membrane and prohibiting the influx of sodium. Minimizing the influx of sodium prevents the action potential from occurring and therefore the pain impulse is not tr transmitted through the fiber. In order to prevent depolarization, the local anesthetic must penetrate the nerve fiber. The drug itself, an unionized base, is an unstable lipophilic white crystalline powder. Due the, to the location of many nerves, it is either very difficult or impossible to place the drug directly on the nerve membrane. Therefore, the drug must be dissolved in a solution that will allow the drug to diffuse through the tissues. Water solubility is required to produce a solution which can be injected into the tissue. The local anesthetic agent is highly lipid soluble and relatively insoluble in water. To produce a water soluble agent, the unionized base is combined with hydrochloric acid to produce a water soluble acidic salt. This solution is ionized, stable, and water soluble. Once the solution is injected into the tissues, the salt form of the local anesthetic dissociates until an equilibrium is reached between the original solution and the free base form of the drug. Tissue diffusion requires both water and lipid solubility. It is only the lipid soluble free base which passes through the lipid membranes. The water soluble salt form is required for diffusion through the tissues. Therefore, both forms are needed for the local anesthetic agent to reach the site of action. These two forms are dependent upon the dissociation constant, which is the pKa, of the local anesthetic agent and the pH of the environment in which it's placed. Dissociation. As earlier stated, local anesthetics are weak bases with equal components of the fat-soluble lipophilic free base and the water-soluble hydrophilic hydrochloride salt. The proportion of each drug is determined by the pKa of the local anesthetic and the pH of the environment. The pH of tissue is between 7 and 7.4. The local anesthetic drug must have a pKa which will allow a sufficient amount of the unionized free anesthetic base to be liberated within the environment. The unionized free base form of the drug diffuses through the lipid membranes located in the tissue after passing through a single membrane. The free base picks up both the hydrogen and chloride molecule to once again become an ionized water-soluble salt form. 
The salt form diffuses through the water-soluble tissues until it, it encounters the next lipid membrane. Dissociation of the salt then recurs, liberating the free base form. The free base again passes through the membrane and reionizes. This process continues throughout the diffusion of the anesthetic through the tissues until it reaches the lipid protein membrane of the nerve cell. As with other lipid membranes, the unionized free base penetrates the membrane and reionizes. The ionized salt form of the drug is thought to increase the membrane stability by decreasing the membrane permeability to sodium, thereby preventing depolarization. It is also thought that the minimal threshold stimulus is gradually raised as the membrane is gradually stabilized. The gradual increase in membrane stability continues until it reaches a point at which no stimulus can depolarize the membrane. Effects of inflammation. When inflammation is present and the local anesthetic agent is in injected into the tissue, the effect of the drug will be decre decreased. This is because the pH of the tissue, the increased fluid due to edema, and the increased vas vascularity. The ability of the drug to dissociate depends on the pH of the environment. Inflamed tissue has a pH of about 5.5, leading to less dissociation or liberation of the free base. Edema dilutes the concentration of the local anesthetic agent, and increased vascularity facilitates the rapid removal of the agent. All of these factors contribute to the failure of the drug to be effective and a decreased time of effectiveness. Nerve fiber susceptibility. Anesthetics affect all nerve membranes the same, but the nerve fiber susceptibility may be different. Group C, or the smaller non-myelinated fibers, are more susceptible to the actions of local anesthetics than the larger myelinated group A delta fibers. Group C fibers are the first to be blocked and may be affected anywhere along the fiber. Myelinated fibers are only affected at the nodes of Ranvier and are generally the last to be blocked. As the effects of the solution diminish, sensation is regained by the myelinated group A delta fibers first and the last by the group C fibers. For those of you who have had local anesthesia, which structures are innervated by C fibers and which are A delta fiber innervated. Also, the terminal ends are more easily affected as the larger nerve bundles and nerve trunks require the local anesthetic to penetrate each fiber from the external surface to the center of the bundle to provide local anesthesia. The profundity and the duration of the uh, anesthesia achieved will be influenced by the proximity of the solution placement to the fibers, the concentration of the solution, and the volume of solution administered. The proximity of the solution placement is dependent upon the clinician's skills and the individual's anatomy. The concentration and the volume are largely influenced by the potency and toxicity of the local anesthetic agent. Potency. Potency of the local anesthetic agent is directly proportional to the lipid solubility. 
The greater the lipid solubility, the easier it is for the drug to diffuse through the tissues. Therefore, a drug with high potency and greater lipid solubility would have a lower concentration. Once the needed concentration of a drug is identified to achieve the desired effect, more of the drug will not produce any greater result. So if a drug is affected at a 2% concentration, a 4% concentration will not produce any advantage, but it will, in fact, influence the toxicity. Biotransformation. Esters are metabolized primarily in the plasma and to a lesser extent in the liver by hydrolysis, or the splitting of the compound into fragments by the addition of water. It is thought that this process is carried out by plasma cholinesterase. Amides are metabolized in the liver by microsomal enzymes. As am amides are metabolized in the liver, if an individual has a compromised liver, the biotransformation of the local anesthetic agents will also be compromised. This decrease in the rate of metabolism may result in toxic accumulation of the agent in the systemic system.